Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Awakening Artist Podcast, where creative minds can come together and discuss a variety of topics relating to higher creativity, spirituality and healing, and entrepreneurship for artists. My name is Dana Wilcher. I am a visionary artist and creative guide, and this podcast is a space for you to find artistic inspiration, get to know yourself and heal on a deeper level, and to laugh, cry, and get creative. Join me every week for new episodes. Let's dive in. In this episode today, we are going to be talking about utilizing the different phases of your moon cycle as a woman to really uh, supercharge and amplify your workflow for the month and to work with your body rather than against it. So let's dive in. Now, first, I just want to say if you guys hear any like background noises, cars or people or cicadas chirping away, I have my screen door open for my kitty kiddos um, so Momo can get in verbal disputes with uh, squirrels. (laughs) No, but really, he does do that. But uh, yeah, so if you hear background noise, just try to ignore it, but hopefully you won't. Um, Yeah, so this topic today, working with your menstrual cycle, it has been a topic that um, has taken me years to really like figure out. And once I have figured it out for my own body, it has made a world of difference in my workflow. So this episode um, is geared towards um, women who are having a moon cycle, but the information also applies um, if you're a woman on birth control and you're no longer having a cycle, or if you are um, past menopause, or you are a man, you know, the the information of just like working with the natural flows of your energy, especially, um, can be helpful and applicable. Um, But for the sake of this uh, episode, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of talking about, you know, uh, women who are having a uh, regular cycle or semi-regular cycle every month, um, however that looks for you. So, Um, the first thing I want to say with this is, um, I'm going to be referencing just generally a 28 day cycle. Now yours may be a little different. Um, however, you can just apply the, the four different phases we'll be talking about in, in how it appears in your own body. So menstruation, the follicular phase, ovulation, and the luteal phase. So we're going to just break it down by each phase. So first, the menstruation phase. Now, understanding how to work with our body rather than against it is something that I think a lot of women are navigating and have been navigating for a very long time. You know, in this kind of masculine-oriented culture that we have, and for a lot of women who are mothers, who have families, who have jobs that you know, they need to show up for every day and they're not able to um, take time off during their menstruation phase. Like, uh, you know, I feel you sisters, like that can be really, really hard and really tiring. Um, And so if that's you, you know, the information in this uh, episode will be really helpful just to, to help you start thinking about like maybe during these phases, regardless of what I, my obligations are, like, 
um, maybe how can I work with my energy differently of, of allowing myself space, resting more, um, and also like uh, pushing myself in the phases of my cycle where I'm feeling really good to be more productive, right? But working around your own schedule and whatever flow you have with your work. And now, you know, for entrepreneurs and business owners and women who are working for themselves, um, it's also equally as important, I find, to understand how the different phases of the cycle, uh, you know, how you can work with it rather than against it. Because I know for me, like I... um, I, I have a very strong masculine energy to me, like when I need to, um, and it comes out with like my structure and my discipline and, and the ways I'm pushing forward in the world and things. However, um, I used to just push past myself and push past where my body's at, whether I was menstruating or in the, the luteal phase, like the PMS phase. It'd be like, nope, I have to be producing the same amount of work or content or whatever all of the time and that you know no shade on on um more masculine like content culture but but that is more of a masculine thing of like men who are not having a um monthly cycle like this they're able to if they choose to and they have that motivation like um they're able to just constantly maybe output and function at the same level consistently but for women it's actually a superpower of ours to have our flow in our cycles so we're going to break down each of the four phases of this cycle um, to help you understand and get a better understanding of how to work with your body through each stage of your cycle. All right, so first, the menstruation phase, when you are bleeding. This is maybe, you know, we'll say it's five days. I know mine can be shorter a lot of times, um, but we'll give it, you know, that chunk of time. So... In those five days, you know, there's a lot of like, especially we've learned since teenagers and young girls, there's a lot of this culture around your bleed time that is like, you know, oh, you're you have the red curse or you're on the rag or you're, you know, you're you're seen as being like crazy or bitchy or whatever it is on this time. Now that I feel is also a product of an overly um, masculine dominant culture. Because really, the truth of where you're at in your menstruation cycle when you're on your bleed is you are, and I'm like almost get, I'm like getting chills just kind of thinking about this, but you are actually in your most powerful, magnetic, magical space of the whole month when you were on your bleed. Okay, and it makes me think of <clears throat> study I've done with um, Northern European neandrolithic people where they like in their tribes um they would actually when the woman was bleeding they would actually have her leave the tribe and go to a cave on her own to have her bleed and it was thought that um in certain cultures um there is a little issue here with like the patriarchal dominance kind of concept but it was thought that the woman was so powerful that she could actually she was too powerful like she could overcome and overpower the men in the tribe and so they would actually isolate her which is kind of fucked up um but 
it, it just makes you think, right? Like once I learned that, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, you know, women, even in those like um, Neanderthalic cultures, like they're seen as being so powerful on their bleed that they actually, you know, needed to be like separated. And like I said, there are some issues with that I find, but, um, and depending on the culture, it's just, or the tradition, it's just, it's all different, you know, and there's no um, necessarily right or wrong. However, it just makes me think of, wow, that really shows something about the the power and the magnetism that we are in when we are bleeding. And so when you are on your bleed, you are shedding, you are releasing all of the things from the past month's cycle that you have um, collected, like energy, emotional energy. This is maybe why, too, you feel extra, uh, other than the hormones and the physical sensitivity, why you feel more sensitive and emotional and you want to be alone. It's because you are, um, at one point, you are shedding and at the other at the other end of the spectrum as well, um, I've had a conversation with a friend recently where she brought this perspective, you are also calling in the new month's energy. So this is why it's extremely important um, during your bleed, like to spend time with yourself, to spend time in nature, to like as much as you're able to, to be with yourself in, in your own cave and to think about like what in the past month am I shedding and also what am I calling in like I have manifest some of the 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 quickest manifestations that I've created in my life were ones that I have focused on and utilized my womb space and and like and like speaking my prayers from my womb while I was bleeding and and that's because like the your magnetic energy and your power is so great at that time that you are able to consciously release and also consciously call in. And so during this this time, this is an ideal time. Um, and f- actually, first, I'm just going to go through all of the four stages and like how they affect you physically. And then we're going to talk about how it applies with your business. OK, so that's where you're at when you're menstruating. Now, you know, it's not one size fits all. Every woman is different. However, I have found this to be true with myself, other women I've talked to. Um, and uh, yeah. And so then the next phase then is once you're out of your bleed, um, the next phase is the follicular phase. This is when your energy systems, you are building back up again. Okay. And this is the phase actually where you're like your energy is starting to return. You're starting to get that glow coming back. Okay. And then the ovulation phase is when you are at like your peak energy. And I want to go back and say the follicular phase, you know, it's generally like, um, let's see, I'm looking at like a little calendar thing here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So it might be like um, two weeks, something like that. Okay. A little less than two weeks. Um, and then, and during that time, you're like, you're rebuilding your energy. <clears throat> you're, this is when you have the potential to be the most productive. And we'll talk about the business application in a minute. But then after that, the ovulation phase, maybe it's, it's like, usually it's like one or two days where you are like ovulating, but then it's like a window of maybe four or five days kind of, bridging from the follicular phase to the luteal phase 
Um, and this is where you are at like your peak energy and your glow, okay? And your body is like, yeah, we are primed and ready to get pregnant, right? And so then after that time, then you move, you start moving back into the luteal phase for the, um, the latter part, you know, the second half of your cycle. And the luteal phase, as you get closer to the menstruation again, that's when you start feeling like the PMS symptoms. And it's like you're coming, you, you like climb a mountain, you get to the, the peak, the climax during ovulation, and then you're coming back down as you approach menstruation again. All right. So um, now that we, we're, you know, on the same page with the cycles, let's kind of go back again. So the menstruation then, this is when you are releasing, you are spending time with yourself as much as you can. You're, you are giving yourself a break, okay, from business. And when I am, and how I structure my workflow then around my moon cycle is, um, and I, I think I actually want to start by talking about that with the follicular phase. So um, we'll go back into the moon. But so with the follicular phase, you know, after your your bleed, you're coming back up, you're coming back around energetically, okay? And you are, um, your energy is coming back. This is when, like that two-week period after my bleed, that is when I consciously am like, okay, this is when I'm going to have the most energy for the whole month. This is when I'm going to be my most productive for the month. All right, so that follicular phase and the ovulation phase, that's when I'm like, all right, you know, I know that I'm not always going to feel this way. Like, I'm not always going to have this much energy and this much drive and this much um, dedication for the month. I'm, I, I cannot expect myself as a feminine being with cycles to constantly produce in, this, in the like same way all the time, right? And so I know that, all right, right after my bleed, right after my bleed ends, it's kind of like I hit the ground running. And for those two weeks, I am like the most motivated in my business. That's when I get like most of the work, the month's work done is in those two weeks. All right. Gener you know, give or take a few days. Um, two weeks is kind of a rough estimate there. Okay. Because then, you know, and I'm, I'm like working and I'm, I'm doing all the things. And then when, especially when I'm in ovulation phase, that's a great time to be like, um, to be doing like a new, you know, to be doing like a workshop, a, an offering of some kind, because your energy is literally like glowing and magnetic and you're, you're able to really like output a lot of energy and, um, because your your body, biologically speaking, is trying to attract a mate. So you're being more external, right? And so once that phase, like once you kind of hit the peak of the ovulation and then it starts coming back down, you know, then I, I feel good for the month because I've gotten like, okay, you know, the, the majority of like the hard push for the work, like the tedious stuff, the stuff that takes a lot of time and energy, the maybe more physically demanding parts of my business. Those are the things that I have accomplished within that two week period after my bleed. Then after the ovulation phase, when I'm moving down into the luteal phase, which is coming down the mountain, approaching menstruation, that's when 
I am starting to slow down a little bit and I'm starting to just kind of sink in, prepare for my um, for my shedding process to go into my spiritual cave. Okay. And so, you know, it, it, for me, like the, the, the PMS enter like stage, um, starts around like a week and a half for me, usually before my bleed, but like the week leading up to the start of my bleed, I, I structure it in, like I structure it into my um, my workflow, my calls, my client sessions, all of it, where I am like, I'm trying to take the most of my, my workload in the follicular phase and leading up to ovulation. And then as I'm in the luteal going towards menstruation, then I'm, I'm pushing the brakes a little bit. I'm, I'm giving myself space to slow down, to rest more. Um, I've been in a process of like detoxifying my body, doing a parasite and a candida cleanse, and also um, balancing my hormones and my body and my energy. And so then the menstruation phase is is easier, it's lighter for me, um, and the PMS phase as well. However, I do still get like, you know, some hormonal breakouts. I'll get a lot more emotional. I'll get really tired in especially the few days leading up to my period. And so... I know that at this point, I've tracked my period for long enough now where I know exactly, you know, it, it might change, like fluctuate a couple of days, but I know when it's going to start. And so for that week leading up to it, I know that, yeah, I could push past my body and be like, no, you just, you have to work and you have to be productive and you have to do, you have to work the same exact way you did in your follicular and ovulation phase. And you, you that's, you, you're going to be a failure if you don't do that. Oh boy, I don't know if you guys can hear it. I think Momo's in that verbal altercation with the squirrel outside. They they yell at each other. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so then, oh my god, <laughs> so then that um, that week then leading up to my bleed, I'm like, I've already done a majority of my workload for the whole month. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I've worked hard so that I can take this time off and not, I don't take it off completely usually, but I, I, I like pump the brakes quite a bit and, and I give myself space to do that because like I said before, I used to just push myself like I was a man. Okay. Like, constantly throughout the whole month and it didn't work I would get burnt out I would get I would have like meltdowns because I was overworking myself and it just was not fun so um so then I plan for it that during like I give it like a two-day window when I I think that my my moon is going to start um I I tell all my friends like if people are trying to schedule planes with me I'm like okay maybe however like my moon takes precedent and if it starts I'm not going to be available right and luckily I have really good safe wonderful people in my life who don't like you know um get mad at me for that um and if you have people in your life who get mad at you for that then maybe you know question the safety of that relationship because your body and your health should come first to you and your friends um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I don't schedule like, um, group sessions. I don't schedule, I try not to schedule client calls. Um, I, I don't, 
I leave that window open for for at least the first two two to three days of my bleed. And then because I've planned the whole month around it and I've been working hard in the follicular and the ovulation phase and I've still gotten work done but allowed myself to slow down in the luteal phase to enter into menstruation, then I can take the break. And I look forward to it at this point. I'm like, oh yes, I can't wait for my period to start because that means for those two days, uh, the first two days of my bleed, I am not doing anything. I am not talking to clients. I am not, um, I'm not working on my paintings. I'm not working on my business. I'm not doing podcast. I'm not doing anything. I am hibernating. I am in my moon space. Um, I do like, you know, a ceremony with myself. I do a self-care ritual for two, pretty much two solid days where I take baths, you know, make my legs all slippery like a dolphin. (laughs) You know, use my, uh, use my, like, um, my scrubby brushes and all my candles and all, just all my fun feminine things because, um, you know, balancing that masculine and feminine energy, like, um, I I am a very feminine being, but also, like I said, I can't have a very, very dominant and powerful masculine energy, um, in my workflow and my business and all of it. And so if I don't really balance those poles and take the time to be like ultra feminine when I need to, then I start feeling imbalanced and, um, and for me, I, I enjoy being more in my, my feminine when I can. And so it's it's just important for me in that, that stage then to really rest into it and allow myself to just to be ultra feminine. Um, and something else that I want to mention, which this may be pretty out there and freaky for um, some people and others will love it, your moon blood all right, is super potent and powerful and charged and um, full of like minerals and gorgeous goodness. And so if you use like a diva cup or if you collect your blood somehow, this would freak out any man in your life. I guarantee it. It would, it's, it would be great. But I, you know, live alone with my cats and all my plants. So I can do this kind of shit, like this kind of witchy shit. So if you take your moon blood, rub it all over your face, okay? Make a face mask out of it. You are going to feel like the most badass, like, warrior priestess. And let it dry. Let it dry. And then wash your face. And, and like, what I'll do is when the blood is on my face, I put my hands up to, like, my palms up towards my face. And I close my eyes and I just breathe. And I visualize, like, charging my skin, my blood, my my body with beauty. And so this is, like, a beauty practice that you can do. And I will charge my my blood and my skin with, like, beauty, vitality, health. And then you wash it off. And then I swear to you, you guys, <laughs> like after that in my follicular and ovulation phase, oh my God, like my skin, you know, my like, I just feel more beautiful and more like glowing. And um, yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to, I want to say on these, on this topic. Um, yeah, I guess just to summarize like planning your month 
around your moon cycle if you are a woman who is still having a, a cycle. Um, and like I said, if you're not and you're just interested in like the phases, uh, you know, the phases of the cycle and of this topic, um, I feel that it would be really beneficial and really helpful even if you're you're like you're on birth control and you're no longer having a moon cycle or you are someone who doesn't have a period like thinking of you know taking the lesson of it and thinking about how you can like um maybe have more of a feminine structure in your workflow to to honor like you know there's four seasons there's four um, there's four stages to your moon cycle. Honoring that. So even if you don't have a cycle, like maybe you can think about during the month, like, okay, maybe one, like one or two weeks, maybe two weeks out of the month, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be really productive. And then the third week out of the month, I'm going to start to slow down a little bit. And then the fourth week and leading up to the last few days of the fourth week, I'm going to really slow down and I'm not going to do anything. And then if you structure it like that, then you can like, start you can make sure you're not just getting burnt out all the time you know what i mean and for people who are having for women who are having a a a period um you know keep track of it i think it really helps to i have like a period tracker app and just um empowering yourself in your your cycle rather than becoming a victim in it okay there's there's a lot of like that victim culture when it comes to periods and yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, it, it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it sucks. And that's just how it is. And empowering yourself that this is a magical, incredible cycle that you get to participate in as a female. And you can actually work it to your advantage throughout the month to really stay in a good flow, to not be burnt out and to have a lot of power and energy in your workflow. Okay, I don't know if you guys could hear Momo arguing with the squirrel this like pretty much the entire second half of this episode. I kind of hope that you can because it's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Fun note on that real quick. (laughs) Last, uh, it was like last week, I was, it was in the morning, I was sitting in the the living room, The, the patio door was open, and I see Momo like, and Momo, if you guys are new here, he's my little boy cat. He's a little, he's a Leo born in August. He's literally a little lion cub. And he, he was looking outside, his tail starts flicking around. And then he charges outside and there was this big ass squirrel sitting on the patio. This squirrel didn't even like flinch. These Texas squirrels, my dudes, are a whole different story, okay? They're like buff and aggressive. They scare me, honestly. And the squirrel was just sitting there and Momo runs up and like slaps this squirrel in the face (laughs) and I like I kind of ran out there because I was like oh fuck is Momo gonna get in a fight with this big ass buff squirrel and the squirrel like he's me 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 and then he he runs away and but but not even like runs away like he was scared he just got pissed and kind of like quickly sauntered off and then Momo just looks at me like what do I do now I what do I do I'm like dude I don't know I don't know you just slapped a giant squirrel in the face I don't know what to tell you so um (laughs) so yeah that's something I I deal with on an ongoing basis is um Momo's uh his um his battles with the Texan squirrels so 
I'll keep y'all updated on the the progress of that uh, battle. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. If you have questions about this, um, you can shoot me an email, danawilcher12 at gmail.com, um, or uh, send me a message on Instagram at danawilcher. Give me a follow there. And if you are a visual artist and you would like to learn the tools to go full-time with your art practice, uh, to learn more business tips and uh, tools that I teach, uh, you can download the free full-time artist training in the link below. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Awakening Artist Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you enjoyed listening today and would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe for weekly episode releases. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Wilcher for more inspiration, art, and tips. And if you would like to ask me a question directly or join my inner circle where I share more wisdom, stories, and tips, shoot me an email at danawilcher12 at gmail.com. Love and blessings. I will see you all soon.